You could have heard this episode 48 hours early on our Patreon, patreon.com slash IndieHeadsPodcast. By joining us for as low as $1 a month, you'll receive episodes early and gain access to our Discord server. All of our upcoming episodes we put on our Patreon 48 hours where it hits our public podcast feeds. But if you're hearing this through our Patreon feed, we thank you so much for your support. We especially want to thank our Real Ones patrons, including Beck Etienne, George Mikowski, James Boss, Holiday Kirk, Tyler, Marcy Anime, Chance Holdup, Delaney Moffman, Rana Cruz, Josiah Duncan, Genoa Fleur, Matt Cameron, Grant in the Back of My Dracula, Pablo Escobar's Hippos, Jackson Christ, Alec Felder, Jeremy Bull, Matthew Taylor, Breen Hare, Drew Wharton, I Like Books, Jonathan David, Max Kapazinski, Mark Barry, Darian Fisher, Cal 50, Noah's Refused Pimped Out Dave Matthews Event, Chris Wade, Jacqueline Kadaga, Midwest Maxwell, Kevin John, Jake Wald, Erase Red Baby, Rob Marino, Max, Dylan, Cindy Nemo, Waffle113, Kevin Freak, and Maze Farms. To become a real one, consider supporting us for $5 a month on Patreon, where we'll receive a bonus episode every month and get a shout out at the top of the pod. Anyways, though, enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Indie Heads Podcast. I am your host, Maddie at Marvian Prince on Twitter. On this episode, I am joined by Jackie and Max. And Jackie and Max, uh, why, 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 why have you brought us all together today? That that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> had this idea a while back on the podcast because we did an episode uh, spearheaded by Gavin and Max of Gav Max Industries. Um, in which we discussed uh, adult entertainment stars. And I'm bummed that Gavin's not going to be on this episode. He, he couldn't make it. But uh, we had um, an incredible uh, time discussing very uh, sexually explicit music made by uh, yeah. porn stars. And I thought, what an opportunity to to bring one of my interests back into the fold, which is uh, dance music, particularly from Chicago and Detroit. And uh, I immediately had the idea of like, I should show Max some DJ uh, Dion stuff because Max likes house music and he in- in very much uh, became a fan of the stylings of one Brian Pumper. Um, and immediately, yeah, I, endor- like, I do not endorse Brian Pumper. <laughs> we do well, not let's endorse let's, let's start the episode off with that. I do not oh, endorse sure. a lot of disclaimers know. up top here, including yeah. for like anyone I know that's listening to this. Just look, I, I am going to take this seriously. Hang on. Here's here. Here's how we make. Here's how we make this episode like non. Here's again. If you're, I'm going to play something, and if you hear this and you go, oh, okay, I'm in, then you're a real head. Keep listening. If you hear this and you're scared, turn this episode off immediately, okay? So let's just let's just play it. Welcome to Porno for Patrons. Uh I am your guest host, Maddie, yeah. aka uh the, the Marty uh yeah. <laughs> And so basically, you hear this. Okay, we we are entering Porto for patrons mode with this episode because uh, I will let Jackie continue from here All right. uh, yeah. on, on why this, this is a Porto for patrons episode. This is about a particular kind of club music of which I am both familiar and fond of, although I don't love every single song we're discussing today. I mm-hmm. wanted to sample a variety of, of 
levels of of quality and also different artists being represented etc this playlist is called club tracks to suck and fuck to because these are all very very simple very sexually explicit dance tracks that were popular uh popularized in chicago and detroit by a number of artists and labels most notably in chicago the dance mania label which uh, a lot of like the kind of historical background information stuff I'm pulling is from a couple of different things I read, but there's specifically a very well-written um, uh, feature in Resonant Advisor uh, uh, online. Uh, Jacob Arnold did a, a feature on the history of Dance Mania, which is a label that started in the late 1980s uh, in Chicago um, and was a real store that, that they sold they sold records out of and it became this uh, hub for a bunch of producers, including ones that we're going to talk about on this episode today. But it's also uh, Chicago and Detroit are the two largest capitals of American dance music, right? Chicago being the home of house music and Detroit being the home of techno music to broadly generalize it. As uh, I'm thinking into. it's EDC. Sorry, Jackie. Um, no, yes, of course, Max, you're absolutely right. It's Las Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Uh, Vegas, baby. But, um, basically, these, we're covering the two different styles of this music that are, like, most typically called ghetto house and ghetto tech, uh, for, but, like, as we'll sort of get into in the context around this stuff, that's, like, not a term that necessarily these people were using to describe their music and that's kind of like so like i didn't want to call this episode like ghetto tech and ghetto house essentials partly because like me out loud saying that as a white person just sounds ridiculous for the reasons that that genre tag is is kind of ridiculous even though like we'll get into the origins of the genre and the history of it and all of that and actually like as much as this sounds like it's a lot of like preamble to me to be an excuse for then what's just going to be uh 90 straight minutes of, of uncomfortable sex lyrics and jokes but like this is actually i think a fascinating history of dance music and these guys are so fucking influential yes and like the tendrils of all of these songs throughout like the entire history of dance music is such that in the last five years or so for a variety of reasons that we'll talk about a lot of these music these samples and these artists have gotten really popular again to the point that all of these producers have been able to have these second life careers and so i do think it is an interesting time to talk about uh the style of music that is understandably as maddie told us in the discord before uh really pushing you out of your comfort zone to the max uh once again uh we don't mean to do this all the time (laughs) But I, I I did underestimate how how challenging this would be for you. Yeah, I, I felt like it was a pretty seamless adaptation for me. I guess I was listening to a lot of footwork earlier this year. And uh, Jackie, I think, shared this playlist with me like right around the time I got like dumped in August or something like that. Yes, um, and it wasn't and it wasn't like, uh, oh, I'm listening to this because it's horny and I need like, um, but I just like uh, Jackie and I have discussed this before. I just don't listen to like angry or like just upbeat music in my life generally. Um, yes, and- it, it was really shocking to me when I'm like, because Max and I have had this discussion multiple times where I will send him stuff that w- w- we're into as either a podcast or me specifically. Um, 
the end he just like completely like something does not register where if a riff is happening in a song max is just like what is what is the point of this exit like you do not listen to angry music at all you don't listen to any music that could be described as heavy let alone very very few bands that actually have guitars that are not country or folk oriented in some variety and like yeah big thief doing like kind of a shoegazy song is basically as bangery as you get yeah, and like, yeah, that song is like Besides my least dance favorite music, one which on you the do album. Listen to, but yeah. you listen to a lot of dance music that is not necessarily like. Recently, we were having a discussion about like you didn't haven't really listened to a lot of like hard techno, industrial, yeah. electro, like really distorted. Like noise is not really something. I don't like drone, but like hard style is something like something with a beat for the most part. I can I can get down with, and I I wasn't going to be classifying um, footwork or juke music as like. Uh, aggressive or angry music it's just very active music um, and stuff that fill it fills your head with sound um and so you don't have to think as much um i mean these songs are aggressive like the second guy we're going to talk about is named dj assault and that's the other thing i have to get into is also the um like general misogyny uh yeah that can't be ignored which is uh there's an incredible and uh this is probably going to be the uh this is going to be the episode uh, picture, I'm guessing. There's a meme that friend of the podcast, Eva, uh, at uh, Soul Seeking Arrangements on Instagram. I don't know. I think she made it, but there's a, on a while back an Instagram post she did where it's that meme of the woman who's lying on the ground and the soul is like above her. And it's like the feminism leaving my body when I listen to DJ Assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just generally the, the vibe check. It's like, I know. Um, and it, these songs are not like if you read, there's a great interview with DJ Assault that I'll plug when we get to him that like he talks about like it's 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 a persona. He's like, I don't I don't talk to people like this. Like this is this is art and this is for fun. And this and all of these songs, that's the other thing about them is that like they're meant to be played in rapid succession in like short two minute bursts as a DJ is flipping from track to track to track to track. And so part of the problem with the playlist format for this episode is that like, I had to pick songs that like, if I was DJing, I would never play as long as the full length of a track, which is Mm -hmm. a thing about club music in general. It's not made for that kind of listening. Like they're made to be tools that you sort of assemble as like puzzle pieces in a set. And so um, I, I think that uh, listening to this in like a, you listen to the whole playlist straight through front to back, listening to all of every song sort of sense, I'm sure was taxing for a listener like Maddie, who is not like accustomed to this sort of thing. Yeah, some footwork producer out there just felt their heart pinch as they heard their music being like listened to in headphones seriously in order to be discussed no, totally. in long form on yeah, a podcast. Exactly. No, but that's okay. The opposite of what this is is made for. But we also can have a lot to discuss because I've picked a lot of uh, both like Titanic songs of this sort of field and also just like personal favorites of mine and also a couple of uh very funny um other songs <laughs> anyways yeah. let's just get right let's into just, it maddie yeah yeah i'm um, interested to hear what you have to think about this maddie because it never felt like this one was like oh my god what's going on but i i understand yeah i i, I just my overall thoughts of is that like I, I besides like maybe one song yeah nothing here is bad but it's just like i like this is uh, this is clearly not the context for me to listen to this music for the uh, first time. Hundred like, percent. Like I should be in a fucking club, a, a fucking 
hot ass club. Like, I mean, like hot is literally hot. The air right. conditioning is broken. I should be sweating. Should be packed to the fucking brim. Mm-hmm. Like I should, I should be leave. I should, in like five business days, I should have a positive COVID nineteen test 100%. upon leaving mm-hmm. the club. Like listening to these songs, that, but I agree. Th- this has but, uh, been a main soundtrack to when I go to the gym because I just don't have other playlists that like have. <laughs> have honestly, a consistent... This is a good gym playlist. I gotta say, it's a yeah. good gym playlist. Yeah, I don't have playlists with a consistent beat to them, and I don't, I'm too lazy to make them at this point because I just don't listen to <laughs> new music, and and so it's just like ah, it's the third time this week this playlist is coming on. We're having a we're having a good pump. Yeah, and like I said, I listened to the first time last night. We're recording this pretty. We're recording this on. We usually record our episodes on like Thursdays and Fridays, and this is a Tuesday. So I, 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 I you know, I get done with some stuff. I, I, I put up Spotify. I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna play some video games and listen to this playlist. And upon pressing play, this is the first fucking thing I hear. I haven't taken a sip of alcohol since first our last thing recording. Here is a track from. <laughs> this is a great primer for really what this episode's about. This is Whose Dig Is This by Princess D. Princess Di, uh, yes. Princess Di, my bad. No, I think so, yes. Um, Max, go ahead. Do you ever play, y'all ever play Bop It as a kid? <laughs> Footwork, yeah, yes, I have, Footwork Max. is awesome because they just have like a Bop It full of phrases that they use <laughs> as they exactly. see fit. Yeah. And in all these songs, it's just... Suck it, lick it, fuck it. It's all simple, and you know, you slap a beat over it, and I'm having a good time. Yeah, that was the other thing is that like part of the reason why I titled this episode so specifically was that I wanted. There's so many of these songs that we could be picking for any one episode, so that like I, I had to narrow it down from all the songs about booty, all the songs about various other topics, and of course, because due, due to needing to be serious and historically thorough in this episode, throughout the episode, I'm going to just throw out some like honorary mentions of other songs I could have could have perhaps nominated from these artists. But Princess Di is actually not someone that like has a long. There's literally just like one EP, <laughs> not a long history. And that's it. And like, I don't even think people really know who this person was, but this is just a particular club edit and vocal that had such a history that it ended up in other remixes and other forms. And I first encountered it, um, I don't remember what year it was, but a main course, which was a label run by the DJ Astronomar, um, main course had a, uh, a compilation of like uh every year at the end of the year they had like a giant uh main course holiday pack that basically had all of their free download songs that were released from the entire year plus like extras and edits and stuff um and so i downloaded that whole thing and a song that arrived in there was an edit of whose dick is this that is incredible and is something it's Astronomar's edit. So Astronomar did an edit of the Princess Die track that was my first introduction to this vocal and, and is fucking incredible. Um, and is not on Spotify, so I couldn't pick that version, so I had to pick mm-hmm. the original version. But and and some of the one of these I, I did pick a sort of modern updated remix version of one of the earlier tracks that you I mean, it was get, a good decision like, too. A lot of a lot of the original tracks in the nineties, like they are these really stripped down productions with like older recording styles so the drums don't hit as hard as like more modern version of the stuff but i do think that um this song is 
it starts out being like, oh my god, seriously, is this going to be this the whole time? But as the song, the groove actually gets working, mm-hmm. like, you get to the point where, like, the point is not to, like, be listening to the lyrics. The lyrics are more, like, this kind of, not to immediately be way too philosophical. It's like a tone poem, you know? It's just, like, setting, <laughs> yeah, setting no. the vibe. <laughs> it is setting the vibe for this playlist. And the that's question, you as in. you're dancing to this groove that's going to progress for several minutes is, whose dick is this? Um, and that's an important question that needed to be asked. Some other, uh, yeah, the other real highlight from this EP is, of course, uh, Big Dick Motherfucker. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Princess Die. Uh, important for this song. I mean, this song has similar, and there's another song on this playlist that I believe literally uses this um, particular chord progression. But, like, obviously, a lot of these tracks are borrowing melodies and interpolating things from, like, classic disco songs but also like there's literally a dj dion song that i showed to max the yeah other day. can we can we play that vocal snippet really quick i'll, I'll, I'll find we it should get quick. to that on the first dj dion song Actually, but... yeah, we, 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 we'll, we'll save it but there are songs that literally use like nursery rhymes <laughs> as like the basis of like it's all part of this culture of just borrowing and there are so many of these tracks that like you hear for the first time not as the original track but as either a remix directly of the song or just a different song in dance music that borrows those vocals and uses them somewhere else either sparingly or as like the center of the track and so if you're a fan of dance music and if you're like me and are like super obsessive compulsive about like wanting to know the context of all this stuff you end up getting exposed to all of these different like oh, you just learn about a particular vocal sample, like a Loretta Holloway vocal sample or something like that that just exists kind of in the ether that you've heard because you've heard it three different ways through three different edits of it. And eventually you go look up what is that, you look up the lyrics, whatever, you find it, you find the original thing. And this is a great example. And so, like, as with all of these things, like, it's not necessarily that I love every one of these tracks, but almost all of these tracks, either in the version I'm presenting here or in some other edited version that isn't necessarily on streaming or whatever like i can be turned into something that is actually listenable and fun and Mm -hmm. i think all of these songs this song especially is establishing it's like it's really silly on purpose like that's the thing that was funny when you said like actually being horny like none of these songs uh most of these songs do not make me actually horny in any real way because they're completely fucking ridiculous like they're turning sex into this like insane over-the-top thing because it allows for this sort of general vibe of hedonism that is totally fun yeah and like in that article you mentioned about kind of uh dance mania and the 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 rise of um the ghetto tech uh, in air quotes um movement in chicago like like you were saying it's a very interconnected web and and you feel that like the music is kind of tied to its location. Like you're only going to hear this music in Chicago. And this is like kind of coming towards the end of the era where like music actually can be tied to a physical location. Um, I mean, just like with the, 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 the way that everyone can kind of record music these days. And I'm hammering home a point that uh, infinite people have said before, but um, just when everyone can record from their bedroom there, there's less of a sense of regionality. Um, yeah, totally. And I think that's more interesting from like uh, just like analyzing it from a cultural perspective, um, even though I, I like the music a lot. But it's just interesting to like see this music as like a, an actual scene that's living and breathing rather than just like, 
yeah, not to be too anti. No, it's 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 fascinating, and that's part of the reason why we're talking about all of this stuff. Is that like there are a variety of ways I was introduced to this music, but the the conundrum around the resurgence of this stuff is a there has been more actually like uh, well researched writing and stuff done on this for the first time, and there's also been a real resurgence in the popularity of this moment this stuff to the point that people that we're going to talk about later on this episode, not Princess die, but other people have managed to have careers now mm-hmm. because a lot of these songs have gotten so famous in bands music spaces that like now they can put out new tracks that are either collabs with newer producers or just solo production and DJing and still doing it. Um, and now is actually a perfect time to do the one interlude, not on the playlist track, which is I am going to send it right here in the, discord but this is uh daft punk's teachers which is a song that i think is kind of the perfect vehicle to sort of discuss the way that these songs have been culturally incorporated into like white and western music cultures because this is the song on homework where they basically shout out all of the black producers whose work directly inspires homework R.I.P. Paul Johnson. Many of these names who are coming up on this episode. I heard Brian Wilson. I was like, wait a second. Brian Wilson made some club tracks? Well, the... I, it's Johnny Inspirations, I know. It's just, yeah. I just, it's just a very funny thought it, in my head. Wow, that's crazy. DJ Sligo. It's like a, it's like watching a Nicolas Cage. I don't know if Nicolas Cage is like a or National Treasures like those movies where they like zoom in on something. You're like, oh shit, I've missed it this whole time. Um, that's kind of how I feel. I uh, just <sighs> and, and it was it was both a. It's a cool move in that they were putting the spotlight on a lot of these people that like otherwise were not getting the sort of and 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 highlighting that the music that they were doing was different and building on the building blocks of what mm-hmm. Detroit uh, techno and Chicago house music like provided to them as far as a template to how that they could make disco music that they liked through synthesizers and drum machines instead of guitars and drums like mm-hmm. but. Um, I, I, I do think it does sort of get into the sort of appropriation concept, which is brings us to how this music has got repopularized now. And the main face of sort of the complicated nature of the resurgence in this music is a man by the name of Party Boy 69. Are either of you familiar with Party Boy 69? I'm not. Oh, yeah, you've, talk, you've talked about I'm it before. Not, I've never heard of Party Boy 69. Oh, excellent. Um, Party Boy 69 is an Australian man, which you learn, and then everything else makes sense about him from there on out, um, who has a mustache and, and, uh, styles himself in this sort of constantly comedic way that is very YouTuber, and he is incredibly successful on YouTube, 
uploading DJ sets in which he is standing in front of decks in front of a green screen um, recording a mix live. He brings uh, DJs in now all the time to do like back-to-back sets. I'll only pull up a set just to link it in the chat so Maddie and, and mm-hmm. Max can look at this. But um, basically, he uh, has a very silly, comedic, over-the-top persona and plays uh, house techno, a lot of ghetto tech. He play and he plays a lot of the artists that like we're talking either like songs that heavily sample these kinds of artists or he straight up plays like wax master tracks and he'll play like a lot of the standards of this genre and a lot of DJ Dion. And so like, even though. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we lose track of the universe? I think so. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I I had started. I, I, I thought, I thought I'd started playing on the, the group watch thing. Anyways. Picking back up where I was, Party Boy sixty nine. The the thing that is sort of complicated. It's like he does give credit to the people that he's sort of uh, inspired by and taking influence from. But it's also like this guy who now has this huge career as as a, a DJ playing this stuff. That like he came to LA recently. I didn't go see him because like he's he's actually a good selector and like has has a lot of relatively good taste but it's also just like this guy from australia playing this music and then people being like oh wow i love ghetto tech and ghetto house party boy 69 yeah and it's like this music has been completely divorced from its cultural context even yeah. if the people do even if the people doing it have a pretty good understanding of the context but like all of these mixes where he he's always like either shirtless with a vest or just completely shirtless or like just wearing like a speedo and he's this very european he looks very european but also very australian um and uh often will wear like a shoe on a chain around his neck and all this stuff like he's just like one of the humor is like not necessarily the reason to go. It, the, it, he 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 pulls it off by being a good DJ, having good taste in other producers. To he plays their tracks on the show, and then they come on the show and DJ with him and stuff. Like it is actually a, a decent place to just get fun dance music mm-hmm. to listen to. But like immediately, people in the comments are like, "OMG, Party Boy sixty nine, the goat, whatever." Like it's memeing yeah. on purpose in a way that. Yeah, divorces it from the context. It feels right? yeah, it's turning it into a novelty. And regardless of if he's like a good selector and he's he's paying respects to the people before him, he's marketing himself as a silly looking guy that puts like green screens of bullshit in the background, and yes. like uh, the guy that plays like you know, horny club music, and it's very much like it feels like he's marketing himself and trying like and probably gaining some of his popularity off just being like a novelty act. And it, totally. it feels like it, it's kind of cheapening it. Um, it, it somewhat similar. Um, not necessarily in like their whole shtick, probably. I don't know much yeah. about them, but you know, we know Speak Americano, right? That song from yeah. 2010. Those guys were Australian. Um, oh, that's so funny. Oh. Yeah, and and like that might just like start to build a narrative about that island. Um, we might need to figure out what's going on in there. And we also, I mean, <laughs> listen to that Billboard yes. chart episode like two years ago. We we need to figure out what's going on down there yeah (laughs) that's correct but moving on from that i think we should move on to our next song and talk back about one of the people that was shouted out in that teacher's uh interlude that we did uh let's talk about dj assault who is from detroit um and 
I, I think I think I said this right, but like so, so Detroit is techno and Chicago is house, but there is a lot of cross pollination between those two styles. Like it's not a, a hard. This is one thing. This is the other thing. There's influence going back and forth. We'll get into it. But like, this mm-hmm. is ghetto tech if you would categorize it. Yeah. How far is uh, Detroit from Chicago as the crow flies? Like uh, four hours. Four hours. Um, although this uh, track was released uh, on Maison Kitsune, which is the French label that uh, Planetary Group uh, does a PR and radio for, um, or we did for a while. Uh, a, a French dance music label that was very trendy at the time, and I believe was probably one of the earliest people to start the kind of like whatever co-opting of, of these Detroit producers that over time got way more famous like i mean they were very popping in their regional scenes you know but it's like they didn't have this kind of level of widespread notoriety until the internet basically allows these tracks to really become and then also people flipping them and and so this is a late period dj assault track i think i don't think this song was an old one but it's in uh, 2005. Is that late period? It sounds kind of late period. Cause I mean, this, that... this is, yeah, yeah it, it, it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but I don't know if it was like some of these tracks that when they're on Spotify, yeah. like you can't the years take, are... you can't take the year as like, oh, that means that's the year it actually came out. You have to kind of look, especially with this episode. Evidence, yeah, exactly. Of of when these tracks actually were first released. But yeah, this is a, this is one of the better like song like as far as being a fully fleshed out like musical song instead of just like a, a really raw spartan club edit like although i the only thing i don't like about the song is just that the verses are like did they just get a little patronizing like i love the the hook of it and the verses are just a little too slut shamey but yeah but it is I, I it do. is funny i think there's something just to be tongue-in-cheek about it but i also don't want to give them too much credit you know what i mean like yeah I was gonna say, I mean, to go to go briefly back to uh, DJ Party Boy '69. Yes, it seems like like sort of like the kind of club EDM. I guess more like more club version of like an Oliver Tree of like someone yeah, that. That's a great comparison. I, I was thinking, right, right, but definitely not as like not as fucking as awful like, as Oliver like, like Tree. Like Oliver Tree, like makes me depressed. Party Boy '69. Yeah. I'm neither like strongly pro or strongly con. Like I just, I'm just kind of whatever. Like. I, I there were a couple of mixes of his I enjoyed, but I'm not like checking for him as like this rising star or whatever, you know, like Yeah. Um I, I think it's cool that he's doing what he's doing. And also, like like I was saying, it's undeniable that he his popularity, being able to really take off on a platform like YouTube where his videos are able to reach a really fucking wide audience of people to the point that he can now tour America from Australia and be able to play like he played the same party series that uh, Hudson Mohawk and Goldie played like two weeks earlier. Like he's mm-hmm. playing to big crowds of people um, and is bringing the music of a lot of these Chicago and Detroit legends uh, more popular. And you can't give him like credit for it because that's completely like whatever. These guys have been hustling this entire time. Like DJ Dion never fucking stopped and has health troubles. No, music is their lives. Still- is still refusing to stop grinding and all of these guys dj assault and dj dion especially are insanely fucking prolific i am now just real quickly before we wrap up this discussion gonna list a long uh series actually no 
I won't list all of them because I think we have one more DJ Assault track, but I think I'm going to just list some of DJ Assault's uh, other hits, such as uh, other songs I included, uh, considered including in this episode were uh, Sex on the Beach, uh, Ass and Titties, that's N. <laughs> Both are great. Uh, get in your pants from the porno music EP. Uh, get them draws also from the porno music EP. Uh, ba- Banging your freak, that's a good one from the from the uh, Booty House collection, I believe. Uh, there's a song just called "Gay Guy." Not even getting into that one. Um, there's yeah. a song called uh, "Coming with Me" that's spelled <laughs> with one N. <laughs> and yeah, human. Uh, yeah, uh, DJ Salt is. Um, I, I I slightly prefer DJ Dion if I have to pick one, but why pit two kings against each other? You know, yeah, like they, this they is a celebration. Much, they very much represent like the. Although I mean, like in general, the sound of Detroit house and techno is so much. Like I don't want to ha- say at all that these are representative of those. Ent- I'm saying just within this specific like style is what I'm specifically referring to when I make these generalizations. But like. D- DJ Assault represents the sort of Detroit style of this particular lane of dance music, and DJ Dion represents the Chicago style. House and techno, the way I always it's just like it pizza. people is that house and techno is not. It actually is sort of like that, but it's it's <laughs> uh, house and techno is not like the there are oh house has this like there are certain rules and characteristics that define dance music subgenres, but more than anything house and techno are like sensibilities is the better way to think about it. Is that like things that tend to get categorized as techno tend to have a harder edge, more distortion, more sci-fi, more like stompy, more like, like hard raw sound. Whereas house music has more of a groove oriented sound, has more kind of disco feel a lot of the time, tends to have more kind of bright or even melodic and jazzy chord progressions. Like, it, but like, there's a lot of and that. That's the total generalization. There's a ton of jazz, jazz, so much jazz influence in all of Detroit music, but especially Detroit techno. But like, the thing that's interesting about it is that there is a lot of sharing of ideas going back and forth like it's not like these two things were happening in a petri dish like all of these djs are going back and forth and djing in the other cities and trading tracks and influence on each other and so there are lots of tracks where it's like is this house or is this techno and you could have like a debate or whatever but it kind of defeats the point that like all of this is drawing on the same sort of musical building blocks and there are different styles and sensibilities of it but like people like paul johnson who's the first name that gets mentioned on teachers uh and uh kelly hand who's not mentioned on teachers but paul johnson and kelly hand passed away like a year or two ago like within a week of each other it was very sad because they're two um incredibly legendary figures in the genre that were still doing it like up until their death like kelly hand is someone that my friends played with before she died like she was still playing gigs in detroit around the area like was just like a pillar of his music and i loved both of their music so much and the two of the passings being together was so sad to me because like they represented the interchange between the two cities and that paul johnson was a chicago dj whose tracks banged really hard in a way that had more in common with detroit techno and vice versa kelly hand being a a Detroit producer who had a lot of house music sensibilities to her that were clearly drawing influence from the Chicago guys that like 
this was not two things that were happening separately. Like these, this was a, a highway interchange. And that's why so much of dance music in America, particularly black dance music, which is all dance music, like they invented all of it. Like it did not come from Europe to America as sort of a lot of people perceive like Europe was appropriating from, they were some of the first people to get on the wavelength of stuff that was coming out of Chicago and Detroit. And also they were taking influence. I mean, there's the famous Moody Man uh, Red Bull Music Academy thing where he talks about how he thought craft uh, work was for black dudes. Because the, the amazing thing about Detroit, as we segue out of DJ Assault, but like DJ Assault talks about this in his interview, Detroit has a incredibly unique musical culture for a bunch of reasons. But one of the big reasons is that Detroit has an incredible radio culture, particularly Interesting. Like the college radios, but also that in the 80s and 90s, they had these DJs that were all open format stations. And the, the most famous guy was this guy, the Electrifying Mojo, who was anonymous and ha- was the only person that Prince would do long form interviews with. So Prince would do these these long interviews on the Electrifying Mojo, who is like huh. this anon- anonymous guy. And like the way that they all describe it, they're like, it was un- like they would play b-52s and then they'd play Kraftwerk, and then they'd play like detroit techno and then they'd play like good Roller Rink disco like they were just like <laughs> they were deep in the bag no like literally they were they were these people that were really culturally like tapped into all this different stuff and they this entire city was raised on this mindset of like real genre fluidity that was so ahead of its time like at that time like everywhere else in the country and so like that's the joke of the moody man thing is he's like Kraftwerk's music was not sold to us as this is this european import this was just like music it was part of the tapestry <laughs> of everything that they were hearing to the point that moody man thought that uh to quote him we thought that was some clown shit like they thought that they had white makeup on their faces <laughs> on the album cover like like um, that, that they had no idea that so like this is this really incredible like musical melting pot of stuff that was going on that leads to then this music that then embodies the industrial electronic sound that they popularized and invented themselves but also all these other different influences and you get a lot of people that um do a lot of interesting stuff and then you also get like completely like simple bare to the bones party music also like that's the great thing about house and techno is it's both it can be of the mind and there is a lot and there is a lot of like actual i believe like value in not just value like things can be deep just because it moves your body you know yeah like 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 the body is part of how you're perceiving art yeah and i think the physical aspect of music is something that people that don't have a lot a relationship with electronic music like don't understand especially if they haven't experienced it in a live context but yeah, yeah i was gonna rambling. ask the i was gonna ask the question um is there a genre of music where it's just characterized by it makes you feel good because um i was I mean, gonna say it as a joke it's, but it's like called, as you expand upon that music. point that's what it's, it's called, called music yeah music uh, some, music uh when you sometimes when you hear the music uh it hits and you feel no pain that is very true and i think we should move on to a man who only experiences pain when he is not producing music. Um, and well, this is not, a song. Actually, no. There's, this there's is one by, other thing he likes to do um, besides make music. Uh, 
this is a man by the name of DJ Dion. He is the main character of this episode. And uh, DJ Dion has some simple requests that I think I think the best way to introduce DJ Dion is just to, to listen to this track, which is a remix of uh, his one of his famous tracks called Gimme Head. And this remix is just titled Dion is King and it's by Autonian. Um, and the album artwork is, is a is a sort of illustration of DJ Dion. Uh, Painting him in a very a, flattering light. A, a, a flip of one of his classic vocals as a way to pay tribute to him as the progenitor of this style. God, uh, I mean, I, I think I'm going to become an evangelical after this episode, I think. <laughs> good lord, this is... I'm not approved, not in the slightest, but uh, gee, good lord. I mean, good uh, lord, this episode. Absolutely. We're talking about the deep, rich history of these genres and these scenes, and it's like... These are all <laughs> extremely true and valid, I, and then it's like you, you go on this like ten minute like very beautiful touching tribute to this music, and then I have to hear no, I mean, <laughs> some I, of the horniest men I've ever is, heard in my entire life. That is the contrast, and how I'm making this hopefully less uh, aggressive than say the porno music episode. Yeah. However, however, I do. I, I, we're talking about this music for a reason. Like this, I heard this. I had heard the song before, but when we talked about Brian Pumper, I was like, we have to talk about DJ Dion on this podcast yeah. because, like, he is such a similar. He's like if, if Brian Pumper was actually good at music, basically. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it is light Brian. It is light Brian Pumper. He's done. He, he's prolific in the Chicago community, active in the Although Chicago music. The other community. crucial difference is much like DJ Assault. This is a character that he's playing yeah. through his music and not, um, say, someone who's actually committing sexual assault in real life like Brian Pumper, you know? like Yes. Yeah. Um, that's another crucial difference because DJ Dion, from all accounts, is a wonderful person and also someone that has uh, experienced some uh, bad uh, health troubles in the last couple of years. He's still alive. Um, I don't know if he's still like he, for a while he was uh, fundraising money, but I don't know if he's still collecting donations. If he is, I'm gonna make sure to like link a donation. A, a year ago, or in in uh, June of this year, he was hospitalized in the ICU. But um, he, uh, I I don't remember exactly what his health problems are, so I'm not gonna just like speculate. But um, he uh, is absolutely a, a, a stalwart of the music, but like. No, Matt, Matt, Maddie, it is fucking ridiculous, and the songs I picked are all intentionally as ra- raunchy and and as much this style as possible because that was the whole thing. Is that like, yeah, as they sort of get into like house music has origins in queer spaces, but what ha- the evolution of this particular style that gets called ghetto house or ghetto tech or whatever is basically the fusion of the bare bones of this dance music style that was being it was called house because it was uh popularized i forget the specific club but there was a club in chicago that they were referring to a specific place like that's the same thing with uk garage it was like literally there was a place called paradise garage and the style of music that was popularized there becomes the name of a genre it's like a very fascinating thing but like Mm -hmm. Um, What happens is basically that uh, as it starts to get more popular in Chicago, these other people, as a way to sort of make it a broader thing and less of a subcultural thing and popularize it, they fuse 
like these bare bones dance music styles with another style of music, which is like Miami bass music. Like, yeah. basically, like face down, ass up. That's what we like to fuck. Is one of the most foundational tracks for this entire mm. genre, and it's basically combining two live crew call and response style, uh, completely as filthy as humanly possible vocals with these propulsive club beats, and like that just alchemy of those two things is like so fucking influential like my friend in college bailey poston who i'll give a shout out to now as we were all getting more and more immersed in house and techno and throwing these parties and whatever my friend bailey had this playlist that was literally just her collecting all the like the most uncomfortably horny dance songs like just Mm -hmm. all of these songs that are like like have people moaning on them that are just like so like um, why are you moaning so loud yeah. And, and like like and completely divorced from any context where you could find that they're just like completely ridiculous but when you hear some of these tracks come on in a club setting if they're well woven into a dj set and they're deployed in the right way or used with the right edit like they can be and that's the thing is that like this track i have this track in my serato i like this song a lot but i'm i'm gonna play other tracks over this because these songs are kind of bare bones on purpose for the functional purpose of then you being able to layer multiple tracks on top of each other and lower the bass on one and be and have them be able to sit on top of each other without the mix being like overly cluttered like Mm -hmm. the fact that these songs have so much negative space in them makes them weird to listen to in just a kind of spotify context but like as sort of building blocks that you're thinking of in a dj set like i love taking vocals like this looping them and then playing other progressions of songs that like build on top of them to sort of transition between songs and like i'll I'll play this song with like another song over it for like more than a minute at a time because of the way that it has this sort of bare bones structure to it Mm -hmm. so it is weird to listen to like like an hour of this straight like i understand your pain maddie (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not really pain. It's just sort of like... It's disorienting. Un- it's disorienting. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, on purpose. Too. I guess, like, yeah, I guess, like I said, most of my experience with this playlist and this music is like either driving or like while at the gym. And so it's stuff where I'm like, for the most part, like active and can use like a, no, a yeah, to you go sh- along you with. You should not be listening to this playlist while not doing something else. You should not be contemplating this music as much as there is a lot of, like, that's the thing is that like, Dance music is, I think, worthy of, like, a lot more focus and criticism and writing and all this stuff because I think it's important to, like, discuss these things. But the way you should experience it is not in, like, a ponderous sort of way. I mean, there is dance music or, like, electronic music that is like that. But dance music specifically is about, like, the experience of doing it. It's not just about what are you hearing. It's about the way that it makes your body feel and the way that you move to it. So it's all very functional for that purpose and and so thinking about it it's very different and i think that a lot of the time dance music as uh as a fellow music journalist uh, ariel uh put it on twitter today uh, a lot of these publications spend a lot of time yelling about how great the beyonce album is because it's this beautiful tribute to dance music and then their album of the year list have it's dance music uh, not a whole lot of fucking dance music on them is the thing like like I don't. Uh, oh man, we can't get into this. We can't. We can't no, no, get into no, no. the. I just like no, no, no. I don't think we're gonna. I don't. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. But it's just like it seems like that kind of impact is just. Maybe I'm generalizing this about the 
like criticism, music criticism industry, but it feels like it skews older. It feels like dance music is for the most part, like a younger person's game, um, or at least like slightly, slightly younger than the demographic of like the pitchfork AOD committee. Um, and so mm-hmm. they're just not going to go out and experience those as often in the settings as they're, they're meant to be seen and taken in and experienced. And like you said, it's, it, it isn't necessarily music that all the time is like best experienced with your headphones on sitting down. It's something that you need to actually go out into the world. And I'm not saying music writers don't go outside. If you're, if you're listening to this, you guys get outside plenty. Um, about to say, I mean, I, 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 you know, they get outside plenty. It, it's it's the people on the message boards. Those are the ones that the don't message get board. I would agree with that. Um, but anyways, we should move on because I'm surprised how long we've taken. But I mean, I, a lot of that was kind of. I the, feel like the, we got we got some a lot, a lot of the history out of the, the way. The setup so kind of context, just the tracks. exactly. And and now we're we're getting onto our uh, our first track from Mr. DJ Slugo. Um, and this was one that there will be at least an element of that will be recognizable, I think, to pretty much all of our listeners. I would imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. So uh, yes. this is DJ Slugo. Wouldn't you like to be a hoe, too? It's great. a great question. This is probably one of my favorite songs on my playlist. The vocals of this definitely are very reminiscent of, like, Memphis rap. Is that a, is that a bad call? No, I, I think that's fair. Um... Like I think of like Tommy Wright the Third a little bit, and like some Three Six Mafia. Totally. I mean, yeah, like Three Six Mafia, and then like the kind of Florida Miami based music is all very influential on like the kind of rap style. But the, this is a, a Chicago DJ as well, a DJ Slugo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, like strictly like, in the vocals, like a hundred percent. Yep. There we go. What is yeah. this? What is, is this it, referencing? Is it sampled, Where is this is sampled in in uh, "Wet Ass Pussy" by Cardi B. In oh really? In, yes, the the uh, the hose in this house, the, like the hose in the house ref- refrain on the song. I believe this is the original. I, I'm pretty sure it's DJ Slugo's song is the because this song came out in the '90s. Like yeah, th- this is uh, one of his signature songs, and a song that uh, yeah, "Hose in His House." Uh, is the original one Frank Ski, but so like exactly like I actually do think this is not the first one because uh, as with a lot of these songs, they're taking different elements of it yes. and just being like, oh, here's that famous like melody or refrain or whatever, and I, making something famous dirtier is is a common track of some of these. Like oh, it's very yeah, we need to get classic. back to that DJ D on Nursery Rhyme. Uh, weird Al stuff. I actually the DJ D on Nursery Rhyme will be a perfect uh, transition out of our next song. Yeah, but um, this is a good song. Uh, we don't have to say a whole lot about it, but uh, DJ Slugo is a great uh, other name in this kind of one of the other crucial figures of this another dance mania guy uh um i generally recommend for like all this music the mix versions of these and particularly for all the dance mania guys there's one um mix that's on spotify that's called like dance mania classics uh dance mania juke classics there's also hardcore tracks which is a compilation of a bunch of dance mania hits but best of dance mania juke is a compilation that's mixed uh, by Gantman and Tracksman uh, that has a bunch of the artists featured from this mixed all together in a rapid style over an 
in an hour and nine minutes they play 43 songs so like that gives you an idea of how fast these songs get like cycled through but like uh that's the better way to sort of uh, uh actually experience this music the way that these people would be flipping them together in a set and there's another uh famous mix that i'm going to recommend later when we get to that person but let's move on to our next artist uh, another DJ Dion track. Yeah, this, this is, is the, the worst song of the episode, the longest song of the episode, and a track that I would only include, only would include it on this playlist if I felt like I absolutely had to for comedic value. And folks, I I, <laughs> I had to do it. Jack um, or uh, Maddie, do you want to play the Spotify link I put in there real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll play that real quick. Oh wow, this this uh, this song is another. Speaking of sampling, taking very very like just <laughs> bottom of the kind of barrel like pop like take, taking from what it was it called like when stuff falls out of copyright like um public domain public domain uh type sampling going on here Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm positive uh, he said those lyrics. So he, he might say those lyrics somewhere else in this playlist. That, that's the thing is that like so many of these songs and these producers will have like various. There there are multiple DJ Dion songs with similar. T- now is probably yeah. a good time for me to bust into that. There's a lot of songs that obviously we're not gonna have time to get to, and so now I'm gonna do the first half of this now and the second half when we get back to him one more time, but. I'm gonna real quickly as we jam out to this uh, list some other uh, DJ Dion uh, track titles such as Throw okay. Dat Ho, uh, Shake What Your Mama Gave You, uh, To the Hose, which of course is I Pledge of Allegiance to the Hose, I Pledge of Allegiance to the Hose. Um, <laughs> uh, Here's the Hose's time. To Whores, which is spelled H O R Z. I like saying that like uh, 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 Frank from Always Sunny. Tangentially, um, <laughs> that is something I kind of wanted to touch on. I feel Tahors. like this playlist is right at the time where like Z's and X's at the end oh, of yeah. words. The, the, it's the just styling, at a peak. The styling of all of these tracks is, and I mean, it feels very whatever. So I don't, but like, I don't think it's gonna happen now. I feel like in five years or so, it's gonna come back. But yeah, uh, DJ Dion has a song called Put It In Yo Mouth and also Yo Mouth. Those are two different ones. Like one of them has the nursery rhyme flip and one of them doesn't. But like, yeah, we've been, we only need to listen to like 15, yeah. 30 seconds of this. That's enough. Um, we All were right. talking over okay. it, but yeah. Let's listen uh, to Da Dick, da dick Suck <laughs> yes. by DJ Dion. Uh, in a similar, so. in a similar vein. I want to suck your dick. <laughs> I'm he's, not he's, sure. I, he's playing two characters, like yeah. Kendrick. You see, like there's the, uh, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. It, it took me a while to get there, but it's like I, ah, he's playing a woman. I think before before we start this episode, I was talking to Max and Jackie and telling them that I think I'm going to try to put together. I think now the fact that we're this this is our last like proper mainline episode for the year. The rest of our episodes for the rest of 2022 are going to be our end of year coverage. So I think I need, I need to put together a list of the worst songs that I've heard uh, this year because of the podcast. Uh, this is going to be on that list. Uh, this is... It's just too long. The that's, fucking voice. The, the vo- it's the fucking voice. This voice is so funny. It's the so voice, funny, voice Jesus still kills Christ. me every time. I'm so sad Gavin can't be here to offer commentary on this song specifically. Also, oh, also the, the song being called 
dead dick suck and it being spelled D-A-D-I-K-S-U-K is just very crucial. Yeah, touching on word misspelling. This is pushing this genre to as close to like unlistenably annoying as I can possibly tolerate. Like this is obviously... Oh, yeah, I, I don't think oh. I like this song. No, it's in, not good in terms of being a song. <laughs> but like, I I love the idea so much as a concept, as something to rotate in my mind like a cube. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we can it's, move on from this. We don't have to listen to all seven minutes. Oh my god! Yeah, this it, was it, this it, was pain. If you can believe this, listener. Um. Uh, he comes back in a deeper voice, and he sa- and he says, "Getting some head is what I like to do." Like he licking your butt, or yeah, no, I think he says, "Put your tongue in my ass." I didn't have to say that, but I did. I'm sorry. He, he I believe he does. But, uh, hey, yeah, I had. Yeah, it, it, DJ Dion said it. Not as, as as DJ Salt said, they're 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 playing a persona. They're they're heightening it up. Uh, and in the line he has in the interviews, he's like, "It would be." crazy for me to try to act like i am in my songs it's like you should be you but like for art that you're creating you can uh play aside a character of yourself ramp it up super heightened like this this the dick suck is camp is what i'm getting at folks that's, that's, <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say here yeah but um, it, it's one thing if you're like marketing your music as like I don't know uh, access in your in your personal life and your head and your thoughts, but this is music like you've uh, iterated on uh, many times. It's like it's music meant to be played in a public setting for other people and yeah. to, to vibe out to and have a good time. And if like creating a character that makes these kinds of songs is like the end result of that, then I think you're you know you're doing a good job of what yeah. you're intending to do. Which is like playing these songs in a club setting. Like you are not necessarily saying like I endorse the attitudes about sex held by this thing, and it's like more just like <laughs> no. It's like the 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 boundaries that are broken by having this very incredibly over the toply raunchy thing playing in a setting is just that it like loosens inhibitions generally and allows people to ask the question: Would I like to be a hoe too? Um, and and you know. Uh, in that regard, let's let's bring things to a much better song and move on to our next song of the evening, which is of course uh Fuckin' by Ms. Three One Three of Detroit. Um from the EP Revenge Revenge of the Bitches, which is spelled with a Y, which I love. And a Z. And a Z. And a Z. What year is this from? Uh, two thousand eight. This is like okay, so. This yeah. is this is after. So this is someone who talks about like listening to DJ Assault and DJ Godfather specifically, which are the two um, main figures of this style of music in the Detroit area. Um, and then this song also uses the organ line of uh, um, what's it called? Uh, um, she's homeless. Uh, what's the fucking uh, Crystal Waters is the artist, yes, of course. It's the Crystal Waters song, which is like a classic, uh, Gypsy Woman, She's Homeless is like a classic Chicago house thing. And so it takes that very recognizable uh, chord progression and then just layers a bunch of lyrics about wanting to fuck over it. And it's great. It's very fun. Um, I... Part of the reason why I included this song 
A, to, to even out the, the gender imbalance a little bit, mm-hmm, obviously. Totally. <laughs> but also, uh, because my personal my personal relationship with this song is that um, a while back, uh, Boys Noise, the German techno DJ, uh, called out on Twitter asking for people to submit um, sex songs. Uh, or like sex remixes or like just whatever like I forget how he described it like sex tracks or whatever and I sent this one and he was like oh I never heard this edit or whatever and I was like yes hell yeah I, I sent Boys Noise a song about fucking that he had not heard before yeah and isn't Boys Noise like <laughs> kind of carrying the torch I mean a Boys Noise is uh, not to bring back a, a tangent of discussion I deliberately oh, wait, tried to avoid oh, last no. week. Right, Boys Noise Boys Noise got did no. Boys Noise did not get cancelled. No no no, he's not. Oh uh, I, I certainly hope not. Not that I know of. Um no, no, no. he is he, you know, he you know, I'm just saying he's uh, like a blog house era more like uh, he he is a figure that has sort of transcended eras at this point because he's one of the guys that came out of the sort of justice era of European dance music and like found a variety of careers for himself, including working with like Lady Gaga and stuff now. Like Boys Noise is a established figure in and probably one of my favorite uh, German producers out there for, and has been for a very long time. Was uh, Justice of, really big like that? Sorry. Oh, Justice is fucking was oh. and is fucking huge. No, yeah, oh, like gotcha. they that that first album was like a genuine crossover hit, not on a Daft Punk level, but they were they are the were like the younger brother of Daft Punk essentially. Like those, those songs like had. Are, the, are part of the, the, the reason why people have this idea that there is this indie sleaze dance movement is because like songs like D-A-N-C-E and We Are Your Friends are like enormous like were played on the radio and stuff I know I've heard that dance song before but I need to like listen to it again because it, it like doesn't mean anything to me it would, it would react I'm sure some of those songs would reactivate you'd be like oh yeah, oh, I, yeah I don't like this song I remember yeah it was uh, it was in the Endless Scroll Music League I was like, oh, I've never heard this song. And then I heard that, and I was like, ah. ah. Um. Anyways, uh, we should uh, move on uh, to our next song, which is the final DJ Dion song of the evening. Uh, and I had to quickly redeem him. After no, the there, is <laughs> there is another oh, one. There's another one at the end, actually. actually right, we're doing four. I forgot I added one more. Yes, right. We might not um, even touch on we, that. Uh, so this is number three. This is... Uh, and probably my favorite of the standalone DJ, as far as a DJ Dion track that does not require a remix or edit to really like spruce it up, like an original DJ Dion production start to finish. Although I actually, a lot of his newer stuff is very good, but like uh, Push and Dick is, has got to be the one because this was on my top 100 most listened to songs on Spotify this year. I hate to admit it. Or I don't. I think, song, I think this song is good as a standalone song, beyond being like a like a horny novelty club track. Um, I think the ad libs work really well together. Um, there's so much I, energy in this song. You and I have been quoting this song for days. It gets stuck in your head. Yeah. It is so. He's in the pocket. And also, crucially. He's not just looping one phrase over yeah. and over again. Like he's really in a pocket and yeah, no. 
No, he's got a couple of good verses in here where it's like, oh, man. And, and the fact that he waits a full 45 seconds to mm-hmm. finally drop the kick drum is the, the reason yeah. why this song is so satisfying to listen to it as a standalone because... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the little woo there is so good. I, I, I didn't get to say didn't get to say my piece during the last song. Right, yeah. uh, fucking is my favorite song on the playlist, probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean that that that, that uh, Gypsy Woman uh, uh, chord progression is just so great. Like it's I never get tired of it. It's it's that's that song. If you're looking for a random thing to take from this episode, and also just generally like Crystal Waters and Basement Boy stuff, like just such a great uh, Chicago house staple. We can just yeah, we can appreciate this song. Yeah, I, I yeah. appreciate that he he uh, did not try to do the voice himself on this song. That's what yeah. I appreciated. <laughs> I kind of wish he did. Uh, don't do the voice. Don't do the voice. <laughs> DJ Dion. Dio- oh no, he's, Dio- also, he's Dion. Also, this voice song is crucially two minutes and ten seconds, which yeah. is the other reason why it's listenable in this context. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a coincidence that one of the songs we consider the best on the playlist is one that gets in and out with its ideas no no pun intended mm-hmm. yeah no yeah in and out yeah, yeah yeah we got we got we haven't really gotten on the sex joke wagon really well, at that, all that, that's this the thing is that it's like i'm i'm not i'm i'm having a no. i'm sipping sipping a a, a a spindrift and having intellectual no. conversation about dancing which might yeah. work as we as we uh stroke See, our this, this is the real this is the real intelligent dance music yeah, right no. here for Exa- honestly, it got a honestly no it's it's the it's the fucking youtube comment or it's on from uk raver it's all all dance music is intelligent music because it's intelligent to want to dance and have a fun time with your friends facts uh-huh. um and that's that that's the ethos of this is like a lot of times people like i think with it happens with all kinds of different versions of music, but like with Lil B was always the great example is that like, I always got so mad when critics would like dump on Lil B. It's like, these rhymes are so sophomoric. It's like, have you ever considered that he's not trying to impress you with a rhyme scheme and that he's doing something different, which is trying to be funny and charismatic. And like, it's just such a like prescriptivist approach to things. So I do, I do like, shaking it up with something that is just completely uh ridiculous uh, every once in a while like this next song from uh ann arbor legend uh disco d yeah this was this is the he's white of the year for me um <laughs> looking up the wikipedia page for disco d was crazy rest in yes. peace um there there i believe there's one other let me double check before i um Yes, uh, uh, D- Disco D and DJ Godfather are the two, uh, he's white, of the, uh, Michigan dance music scene. This is a featuring of yeah. Princess Superstar, by the way. She wants me to do what on the dance floor? Yeah, exactly. I- Prude little natty in the corner this song of the middle very, school dance. Has, has a lot of similarity with a more popular song, Fuck the Pain Away by Peaches. Like there's, yeah. there's a lot of crossover from like how this ends up coming into things like crunk core and whatever. Like, I have seen people talk about Disco D on uh, the internet before. I've never listened to Disco D before. He, and it, he is a uh, figure that is very crucial for me 
fitting into like the actual nuts and bolts of what makes up the scene because my the way that I if I want to listen to this for my own personal enjoyment outside of the context of DJ tracks um, like as part of a mix like the best way to do it is I think to listen to uh, DJ uh, Disco D's album A Night at the Booty Bar yes, which is a 2003 that's what I've specifically a 2003 mixtape um that features uh, DJ Dion all over it. DJ Dion does the intro of the album with his track Dem Tatas. Um, I know what that means. He's uh, not but, fooling me. But uh, just like a really, really excellent juggling of all of these staples of the genre with some of his own remixes and tracks and all of these and like really, really great transitions. like for almost all of these tracks that he plays like I'm a ho, she's a ho, like he plays it for a minute and 40 seconds and uh-huh. then throws another track in immediately and then throws another track in immediately so like you're not allowed to kind of ruminate too long on any of them and and you, it keeps the momentum moving in a way that you really have to with this style of dance music. Um, Disco D is no longer with us. I believe he committed suicide which is very sad. Yes. Uh, he died in 2007, RIP. Um, was pretty young, too. Like, very, But he's uh, an Ann Arbor boy. Grew up in Ann Arbor. Was not like a, uh, a Michigan student or whatever. But he, he grew up in Ann Arbor and then started producing for um, rappers eventually. Um, actually, he went to school at the University of Michigan. He went to the business school, which is funny. But... Um, he, he became like a local uh, regional DJ in his teens and 20s because he started DJing in 1995 as all of his music was already in full swing regionally and so he got obsessed with DJ Godfather and he, he was very crucial in sort of being one of the first figures to take this music uh, and repopularize it beyond just the original scene and community. Um, and seems um, like he had a weird, I mean, obviously, he, he, he had bipolar disorder and his life ending in suicide, obviously, it's easy to project, but like, he did seem to have kind of a, I don't know, uh, a weird personal life, but he uh, famously uh, started working with 50 Cent and actually uh, produced some songs for like 50 Cent and Chameleonaire and Trick Daddy and ended up having like a real uh, career as a rap producer in addition to his DJ career and his productions as Disco D. Um, but yeah, like A Night at the Booty Bar is the platonic ideal. Like it has all these interjections and ad-libs from, from like the Disco D, uh, the woman who does all the kind of ad-libs. Also smart to have him not probably knowing. It's like my voice is not cool enough for me to be like, being the voice of my own album like Mm -hmm. he he really does highlight all of the artists whose music he's directly inspired by in a real front like dj dion has like five tracks in that mix or whatever like Mm -hmm. um it's very heavy on on all of the stage which some of these producers are include producers that i have not even mentioned on this episode i mean like i could go on a full i think you should leave style you don't know roy donk like (laughs) Damon <laughs> Gerald, we're not even talking about DJ Nasty or DJ Milton or Waxmaster or DJ Funk. Like we're not talking about DJ Funk's hits such as "Fuck That Ass" and "Computer Sex" and "Dick Work," which is D-I-C-K, D-I-K. Um, D I C K D I K. DJ Nasty had a lot of songs I obviously could have chosen for this episode, such as "Come Shot" <laughs> and uh, "Junk." <laughs> 
jungle ballin hydraulic style drop that ass to the ground hydraulic style hydraulic style it's come shot is a verb that like sex songs don't really hit on enough hey, hey, uh, hey, ja- hey jackie where be your nutcracker um where be my nutcracker that's a good question is uh, that another <laughs> song that's I think you should leave reference, but also uh, a reference to nutting and coming because exactly. this is a very uh, nasty, dirty, horny playlist. Uh, also, songs. DJ Nasty has a song called I See Booty, which is spelled like I and then C and then booty with two E's instead of a Y. When's the last time you got I cupped, Maddie? Yeah. <laughs> I guess right now. Uh, <laughs> I guess right now, I guess. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to our next song, which has a sort of similar... Uh, thematic undertone to fuck me on the dance floor mm-hmm. this is a this is another little uh little miss 313 collab with dj rashad the, the legend rest in peace yeah the, yeah the 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 greatest of all time footwork artist for sure um and one of the most influential and prolific and just one of the best uh, electronic musicians of the 21st century dj rashad the legend yeah. And he dabbled in his own uh, uh, iterations on, like, Juke. And so Juke is sort of a offshoot. Footwork and Juke are sort of sometimes synonymous, but Footwork sort of comes up as a turn out. Juke was originally popularized because of, A, its use uh, by people like DJ Gantman, who had tracks like Juke That Girl, but, like, also it's a term that like has like West African origins of some kind to sort of mean like a disorderly or like rowdy dance. And juke tracks are basically like four on the floor tracks that are sped up really fast as opposed to being footwork tracks, which tend to have more of the kind of stuttering rhythms that you associate with DJ Rashad. Like this is more locked in groove wise than a lot of Mm -hmm. DJ Rashad tracks tend to be. But it still has a lot of the touches of what his music is known for. Um, yeah, and it's if, a great track. If you're looking for Horny Rashad, I would highly recommend, uh, I believe one of the tracks is later on the playlist, but the uh, Freaking Me on the Flow EP um, yes. has some has some great Horny Rashad. Um, I feel like, maybe I'm incorrect on this, it feels like his earlier stuff is generally a little more melodic uh, than um, his later stuff, especially like the, the late aughts um, work before he moves into, I mean... The uh, Juke Tracks EP, uh, I don't, I don't remember enough, man. Dude, um, no, totally. I, I, uh, I, I, you don't have to apologize. There's a lot. This is a lot of fucking. That's the thing is, like, I, I have spent a lot of time researching yeah. this stuff before this episode, and I've done more for it. Like, these guys are really prolific. There's a lot to wrap your head around, and I've only done so much because, like, at a certain point in my education of dance music like, as i'm sort of trying to highlight here like it's inevitable that as a person in america you're probably exposed to dance music through david Geta at the middle school dance before you're given like a proper like oh house music and uh techno music come from chicago and detroit from black communities and like understanding the origins of it and all of that and i was lucky to like have come up in a space particularly in ann arbor where a big emphasis of what our club wanted to do in in like throwing those parties is making sure that like we were highlighting black djs and that we were we were like a a culturally diverse club and also that we were constantly recognizing the history of the genre that we were all participating in and we would do a black history month party every year which we had one black history month party that was dj by black noise who came and did it for gas money because we were raising money for charity Mm -hmm. uh and it was sick 
uh shout out to black noise shout out to dj holographic who played another one of those parties but like um basically like wanting to immerse myself in actually knowing about these guys as opposed to just like receiving the downstream cultural byproducts of the work that they did yeah totally and i I guess i've i've felt that in my own line of work um it would be very it would be i mean i was just like part of like learning about it It was just like you you can't i mean i guess i can say i generally work uh, in environmental research and like you can't learn about the environment without um humans relationship to the environment and the origins of environmentalism and how it was very uh, racist in nature uh i mean it was really racist in nature for the most part but a lot of it is just um early environmentalism was about like preserving aesthetic beauty um for like mostly so that humans could like appreciate it more um and like conservation a lot of times is still like human centric people really don't give it like as much of a shit as you think they do um and also just like how environmentalism has also like just historically ignored like disadvantaged communities especially like black communities in the south um the environmental justice movement started in the south um obviously i mean yeah we don't need to get too deep into that no no but like you're you're absolutely right and that is uh cool to bring up as a sort of comparison point because yeah yeah if you don't learn about like the histories of what you're interested in um like yeah you you probably should exactly um and it's less widely known that like obviously at this point like everyone knows that like oh actually rock music comes from black people and we've we've all had the conversation about the 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 weirdness of that back to the future like kind of implies that white people invented rock music like all that shit but like uh i i think at this point but like i think dance music is something where i'm still surprised to see people that like think that like oh like whatever like orbital invented tech like these people for or or like or like all the kind of racist stuff that's like part of the reason why intelligent dance music is a terrible genre title despite the fact that like you should just be shoved in a locker for saying that it's also because like that was a label being tabbed onto white producers who were producing a style of music that was directly drawing building blocks from black artists and it's being like oh now that these white people have decided to spruce it up with some more adventurous ideas now it's intelligent dance music like the origins of the genre are racist and 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 very much that's why like anyone who knows anything about dance music will like laugh at you for describing yeah get a little off beat and add some negative space and all of a sudden your dance music is like intelligent i mean uh, I and a lot of that stuff is stuff that I do. It's like I like Autarker oh. and Aphex Twin and all that stuff. Is <laughs> yeah, good, me too. But, but but like exactly, yeah. But like it it uh, it's done no service by being framed in that way. And as we move on from this track, just want to say shout out to DJ Rashad, rest in peace, the legend. If you like electronic music, if you're listening to this episode and somehow, and I don't want to shame you, if somehow you have not listened to Double Cup by DJ Rashad, like run, don't walk, go listen to Double Cup. It's one of the best electronic albums of the 21st century. Masterpiece, yeah. classic, Hall of Fame, and features a couple, uh, actually, I don't know. It's Spin and Tasso that are the main guys Exactly, on that. Spin and Tasso and also uh, um, DJ Earl on the last track and a couple other people. Addison Groove is a guy. I believe I really Ma- like. DJ Manny is another guy who's pretty big yes. in the uh, Chicago footwork scene in like the 2000s, 2010s. Yep, totally. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Shout out to DJ Manny. But anyways. Yeah. Double Cup is the album I've personally probably become the most, um, I guess, pilled on, as you'd say, this yes. year. Probably one of the few albums where I, I have 
or like artists even where I've gone from like a passive like oh yeah they're very good to like um Obsessed. this guy is very much very much the truth and I'm a fool for not observing it earlier and obviously a, re- a rest in peace Rashad um that's something I can only rectify now totally. um and and also real quickly while we're uh, talking about um footwork we should also shout out rp boo who's not on this playlist because his music tends to not be quite as horny um to qualify but rp boo is generally credited as the producer who didn't popularize the term footwork because the footwork was first uh brought up on a a, a wax uh, wax master track called footwork um but uh he was rp boo is considered to be the godfather of the style that is now known as footwork like that's 100 percent him and he is still chugging along releasing incredible records like his record from last year established was one of my favorite dance music records of that year by a wide margin he has an album from 2018 called i'll tell you what that's incredible shout out to rp boo one of the best another uh great uh hold the dive down from this episode trying to make this episode more culturally enriching than just club songs so i can fuck you check out rp boo's music he's great um i, I you know this better than i do because it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of like footwork music like present in like mu- like general music popular um it hasn't music, besides there, rp boo right now there hasn't been a trend yet for footwork to be like appropriated like it's really honestly max it's exactly what you identified once when you talked about seeing dj nate at, at pitchwork festival where you just like observed from the di- <laughs> you observed from the yeah. distance and you were like i am going to embarrass myself if i try to dance to this music i'm just gonna sit this play out coach yeah um and and that i think that's it's like honestly like footwork is harder to appropriate because it's less formulaic uh-huh. Like it, it requires a dexterity of rhythm that is less common. And also it's less commercially accessible and replicatable as a lot of these, like it's, it's a much headier dance style because it's so elaborate in how fast the beats are and how much they're using the, the, the pace of it to make these really naughty rhythms and samples that are chopped and chopped and chopped. Like, um, I think that it's it's just a hard style to like replicate in the same way that just like putting four kicks and putting a clap on the offbeat is like super easy to do. And and I think at some point in the same way we've seen all of the last couple of years where like there are these kind of fad resurgences of particular styles of dance, particularly like jungle and breakbeat stuff has seen mm-hmm. a huge, honestly to the point that I actually don't think it's a fad anymore. I think like jungle is here to stay as like a huge thing, uh, especially with Nia archives and pink Panther is continuing to get bigger. But like, um, I, I think that in general, there's like a lot of, uh, there's, there, there's definitely room for that stuff to, I mean, but like the thing is, is that the people who were doing it, originally are still by far the people most creatively and the only people doing it i mean like yeah rp rp boo's music is so singular that like even compared to rashad like they're kind of different in a lot of ways I would agree with that, yeah. rp boo is just kind of like no one makes music like him and you can listen to his, his records and they're really defiantly original in the way that like truly great dance music should be um so shout out to them uh true legends rashad legend forever rest in peace yeah, let's let's get into another heady track uh, called "Love the Pussy" by DJ Assault. <laughs> I love these transitions; they're oh all, they're, they're so good. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! 
Jesus. Oh my god. This episode's this, fucking whiplash. This was Jesus chosen Christ. for comedic effect, particularly. Yeah, I feel like we didn't really even touch the fact that the DJ Rashad song was called Fuck Me in My Face. I, I, it's kind of why I wanted Gavin here because it was like, I knew I was going to get PhD student about this and I didn't think, I think I, Gavin would have been able to bring yeah, more, I'm uh, too I'm too willing to sit my ass K- down K-Man and listen. Mindset. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think like, I don't think Gavin and I have ever been on an episode where like one of us really actually like likes the music we're talking about that much. Um, and I feel like this one, I wouldn't have been hurt or anything like that, but it would have been very, I, I don't think Gavin would have liked these songs that much. I don't think, I think he would have liked some of them. I, I, I think Gavin's ability to appreciate something. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, we, we need to get we need to get DJ Assault or DJ Dion on a track with RSK and FU is what I think, but that's a different. We need to get DJ Dion on a cameo. Um. Oh, if if he had cameo, I, I would have probably already paid for one. But um, I thought we have one more DJ Rashad track. I kind of blew my wad there. Shit. Um. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> uh. Anyways, this is this song we don't have to talk about a lot. We've kind of done a lot of the important DJ Assault discussion. I just wanted to have another track from him on there. And the way that this uh, song starts is so funny to me. L- like many other tracks in this playlist, like it starts out being like unbearably, uncomfortably aggressive, and then it settles into something more like, all right, I can have this on and not feel weird about it, you know? Like, I think the best tracks of the genre know when to push the gas and, and break, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're fe- they're feathering the the controls. They're maximizing their uh, like, I could miles per gallon. Sex, sex on the beach, uh, which is a better track, but um, I thought that that wasn't quite as uh, even though it's called Sex on the Beach, it's it, it's a much more subtle song than uh, Love the Pussy. Yeah, it's got a lot of also, like also, Marvin pro- Gaye pro- quality pro- to it. Probably the, the DJ Assault track I actually listen to most is a song called "Living the Good Life," which has nothing to do with sex at all, and is just a song that's that's good vibes. Uh, and I like that song a lot too. If you're yeah. looking for something, that less is the horny. thing about this playlist. I... Oh god, okay, I'll, I'll, I was gonna say something. I'll say it for the end of the episode. Okay, uh, sure. It's more, it'll, it'll be a little more poignant for the end of the episode. A little more but... poignant, beautiful. I'm, I'm. All right. I'm sitting on right, the edge of my seat let, waiting let, for Let's yeah. out with two more tracks. We don't have yeah. to do long discussions on these, but these are two more tracks from some of our favorite guys this episode that I did feel like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm really going to be bummed if I leave these off. Uh, these are This first one is a DJ Rashad track, one of, uh, one of the best tracks of the week. This is Ride This Dick. Let me show you how I do. Take you up there to my room. Kiss your neck, your back, your thighs. Girl, you got me mesmerized. What a killer hook. This one's featuring DJ Shy Bogey, by the way. But it, it it's once the the, the uh, um Chip Mario the, the Mario Dungeon synth line comes in. Yeah. Yeah. The the chip the chip tune works when it, it really feels like it it should not work. I, I, I've been meaning to uh, build this playlist out, but when we were doing the Death Grips episode, I, I talked about the concept of Bowser's Castle music. This is this is Bowser's Castle music. Yeah. The, I mean, it seems a little suggestive for Bowser's Castle music. No, I know, I know, but just, just purely the synth sound. Like, yeah. No, I, I totally get what you mean. It, it 
I mean, that is because it like it basically is like a, a video game synth. I don't know. Uh, There's we probably start, a more technical start, uh, term for uh, that. A YouTube account where we do a video game parodies of, <laughs> of, of DJ Assault songs. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, on, yeah that, that's free, a market free. that hasn't been. Uh, ride this Minecraft shaft. Something. Something. Are there Minecraft lines. parodies of like Phoebe Bridgers songs? That's a good question. I, I, I love how your I love how mid episode your brain will just think a question like that, just like go all the way. Oh, that, that's a good question. Anyway, this is one of the better tracks of the week, yeah. but we don't have much to discuss here, so let's just end this out with one more DJ Dion hit. Uh, this is "Let Me Bang." Um, pretty self-explanatory. Wait, uh, that's any 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 ladies listening to this podcast? That is a question. That I'm asking, <laughs> I'm asking you. Oh, all right, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm done. This I'm is, done. This is, an, this is an open, this is an open call. I can't. Maddie, yeah, this is an open call. Maddie's turned this episode into a to casting call. If, if, if you're a lady in Los Angeles right now, open up that Bumble app. Find come, Maddie. Come to drawing room. Come to drawing room on Sunday. Honestly, Sunday night. The, the real, the real dating app. If you're a lady in a, a Los Angeles looking to make a career in music, there are not any uh, Minecraft parodies of Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. So if you're looking to get a jump start <laughs> on your career, I would suggest getting to work. Oh, my God. This is also a great this, song. This, this, is, this is just like a kind of prototypical DJ Dion song that was horny enough to be worthy of inclusion. Okay, now that we're, we're, we're at the end, I, I just want to say... So far, this discussion, I would say this is probably one of our most in-depth episodes in a long time. Where we're really into sort of the history of you know of of Detroit and in Chicago dance music, uh, and it's on an episode entitled "Club Songs to Suck and Fuck To." Exactly, uh, I think that's really beautiful. There. Exactly, I, I that is that is, but that's what I love about James. You thought, is, you is thought that, like, I was gonna be evil? It was very important <sighs> for me in my arc of getting really into dance music of like at first i had this kind of phase where as i got into more as i got more cultured a as a dance music listener but then also as i got really like into thinking about music criticism oh i just can't i can't talk seriously while dj dion is talking about hitting it from the back it's hard it's hard it's hard, it's hard to focus I'm grooving right now. This is this is this is a great example of just like the the cornerstones of the, the kinds of these beats that are great that are just have these these really good bass lines and just like high tempo. Anyways, but there as I was saying, like I had a period of time where like I because of the way people talk about music, whatever, like very kind of. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right. He sounds oh like the uh, seagulls from Finding Nemo or whatever. I, I, I'm gonna stop beating you on the bush at this point. I, I, at a certain point, started to be like think down upon dance music, having come up through EDM, being like, "Oh, this is not good music. I like real good music now." Like I'm getting nails. Like indie, like indie music, whatever. That's real good music. And then at, at a certain point, I circle back around, especially as I'm starting to learn so much more about the history of dance music. Like, and now I have such an admiration for music, like as we talked about, that isn't trying to be pointy-headed. That is trying to be as silly and empty-headed, uh, uh, 
thinking with your dick brained as possible. Um, and that's what's beautiful about this music and why I decided to share it with our listeners and with my fellow co-host Maddie, as well as Max, who is just fully in my Padawan at this point in terms of dance yeah, music. Yeah, we've really, uh, we've really gotten mm-hmm. student teacher this year. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see where see, this. Uh, seeing the way that you took to DJ Dion, especially, I was just, I was just like, well, there, if you like, if you liked Brian Pumper as much as you did, there was no way you were not going to enjoy DJ Dion. Like, it's, it's a very easy transition to make. It's a, it's a very easy guy to sell, especially when I, I'm already pretty sympathetic to the type of music that DJ Dion creates. Exactly, it's a synthesis of two things that you liked, which was uh, porno music and dance music. Yeah. Oh, God. You couldn't sneak Ron Jeremy into this one, unfortunately. I'm not sure why. That. It is autoplay to DJ Godfather track. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that uh. that album art is crazy. I can't see it very well, but everyone <laughs> <laughs> please look up "The Bomb Volume 4 by DJ uh. Godfather for one of the funniest album arts that I've ever seen. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. a lot of this stuff has has incredible graphic design stuff going on. Highly recommend checking all that out. DJ, oh DJ God. Godfather, of course, being the other he's white of of Michigan uh, dance music of this era. <laughs> oh God! All right, well let's let's wrap it up. Let's. I think we're. I I, I learned a lot this episode. I told you sure I had context. You know, I know, like, and I did, I trusted you on that front. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I never doubted you. Um, but. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is our last mainline episode of the year. Obviously, well, not our last mainline. We're still obviously we're, we'll have numbered episodes after this. But in terms of uh, this for you know the playlist format, uh, this is our last one for the year. As uh, next week's episode, uh, we'll be doing the Pod Awards, and then after that, our Album of the Year reveal that I'm uh, very very excited about. Uh, we have a a, a pretty a pretty uh, good top ten. I'm very excited to talk about our top ten this year. Uh, I think let's see. La- last year, last year, well, actually, no. Here, here, here's. I, I think I've revealed this on the '90s industrial episode. Um, God, yeah, okay, yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna give spoilers. I don't want to give spoilers for the album of the year pod because what I let, say would would would, let, would spoil some. Let's of just it. say Maddie Core stocks are not exactly. Uh, they are so goddamn low, everybody. <laughs> They're hey, so hey, goddamn you know what, low. You know, what, you know what? If I'm Jim Cramer, buy low, baby, buy low, buy the dip, <laughs> <laughs> buy the dip. Like, Again, by the by, the dip. Again, Maddie Maddie Core is still strong in my mind, and I do think I I made a lot of inroads this year on Maddie Core. I do think there's there's some serious inroads were made this we, year. We, with we the also, we also find, found a lot of, a lot of places to link and build on. You know, like exactly. We're, it, we're, we're Maddie Maddie enjoyed some new music this year. Exactly. You know, look, you know, we 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 have a we have like and right now I have an investment partnership with Jackie Core Incorporated. Uh, we we've uh, we've already partnered on some great records together. Our friendship ended with Cal Fifty, who no longer likes a lot of the <laughs> stuff that I know. We love Cal Fifty. Um, we love Cal Fifty. Uh, instead of Cal Fifty, I mean, we we're, um, we're, we're, we're again. Cam is again. You have a couple Padawans, Jackie. Of course, Max is your Padawan, as we've discussed, especially no, with this episode. Jesus Christ, is it Cam, the Matrix Reloaded? Cam is your other Padawan. 100%. I, uh, Whenever, not whenever, but sometimes when Cal types, I picture like a like someone that was talking in a speakeasy back in the twenties. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to listen to this podcast anymore. He's going to be like, "You guys are making fun of me for being for um, being old." Come we, on, we now. love we love Cal. I love uh, you, Cal. If DJ Dion had helped Cal Fifty come up with his username, it probably would have been Come Fifty. 
is what he would have been called. <laughs> uh, that's that's it. Thanks for oh. joining joining us this episode. I hope I hope you enjoyed this discussion. Um, uh, we're, we're gonna be back next week, as Maddie said. Gonna be some great stuff. Yeah, see you soon. Freaking me on the floor, he busting it wide open and shaking it on the floor. She said, If I get a tissue, we gon' leave and hit the mouth. I told her, girl, here you go. I tease her on the low. Now she freaking me on the floor. She freaking me on the floor. He busting it wide open and shaking it on the floor. She said, If I get a tissue, we gon' leave and hit the mouth. I told her, girl, here you go. I tease her on the low. Now she freaking me on the floor. She freaking me on the floor. He busting it wide open and shaking it on the floor. She said, If I get a tissue, we gon' leave